This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you every single match day and non-match day, six out seven days a week is what we do. Uh, and good morning to everybody joining us live in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well today. Uh, not so many days left until the weekend, and thankfully things can get back underway regarding football good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box hope you're doing good and well good morning to steve to rohit to sasha uh for as well Vinny, uh good to see you in the chat my friends and uh fido great thank you so much for becoming a member really appreciate uh the support i'm sure the chat box is already welcoming you uh strongly in the chat as well good morning to dennis to steve to cam uh, good morning to Minty Fresh, uh, Christopher, Harvey, Albrecht. Good morning, guys. Anthony, Ed, Sam, Oribi, uh, Rohit, Sasha. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing good and well. Hope you're enjoying um, what is going to be, fingers crossed, uh, a good show that you're going to enjoy with plenty of news and discussion topics as well. We've got plenty of talk to be had, so let's not waste any time. And crack on with always as first telling you to subscribe to the Arsenal way. I'll be live over there at 10 a.m. once again this morning. We had a really good discussion about captains yesterday. And um, and there should be a very good interview coming out on there for you that I've conducted in the next couple of days as well. Look forward to giving you more information on that when I can. Um, but we'll be live at 10 a.m. Link as always in the description. Our first story is that Paul Tierney has been confirmed to be leading uh, the Arsenal against or travelling to Spurs, the North London derby. Paul Tierney will be in charge of the game. Now, Paul Tierney has been in charge of a number of Arsenal fixtures and has sent off uh, a few Arsenal players as well during his time. In fact, Arsenal's record with Paul Tierney in between, I was going to say between the sticks, like a goalkeeper, but just as the official on the field, isn't all that great. And in fact, when you look back over the number of games that he's officiated for, which I think is about nine, or the last nine, we've only won two, uh, which is not a good Arsenal have won two of the last eight league games 
Um, he sent off two players uh, against Palace in 2020 and Southampton in that same year. That said, however, uh, Spurs have just won one of his last 13 league games that he has officiated. So it's got draw written all over it from the officiating perspective, but uh, neither Arsenal nor Spurs have a good record with Paul Tierney uh, as the match official. That said... Um, he did avoid sending off Harry Kane in the game against Liverpool when you remember he made that awful challenge on Andrew Robertson and got away with it. So red cards for Arsenal, not so much for Spurs. We'll have to wait and see how this game will go down next Thursday. Now Thierry Henry has been speaking about William Saliba and causing quite a stir on social media. Speaking with Amazon, he said, I think it's a real shame they didn't let him, being Saliba, make a mistake. He was sent away without even being able to make a mistake. He didn't have the chance to prove himself. Now, I feel like there's always some kind of protective barrier around Thierry Henry sometimes. If you criticise, if you disagree with anything that Thierry Henry says, somehow you are tarnishing his great name of being an Arsenal legend. Well, I'm here to tell you that you certainly can criticise the statements and the criticisms themselves of Arsenal legends by separating what they did for the club with their views as a football pundit. And, you know, this for me is... I find this very odd, um, to be fair. I think that it was the right decision. And if you look at what has happened this season with Marseille, it is proving absolutely to be the right decision um, to send William Saliba on loan to Marseille. Yes, we haven't handled it as well as we could have done. And certainly in the summer of 2020, we could have handled things better by at least registering him in the Premier League and the Europa League squads. We didn't do that. We have instead loaned him out for the last 18 months and it's going very, very well. And fingers crossed, he is going to come back. Now, Thierry Henry, as we know, has his vested interest in Arsenal, having partnered with Daniel Ek over a attempted takeover of Arsenal in the past. That said, he was at the grounds just a couple of weeks ago with Dennis Bergkamp and Jens Lehmann, Gilberto Silva. He was speaking with Bakaya Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe. And I thought in that moment, you know, there was kind of work being done to maybe repair the relationship with the current situation of Arsenal and him. But statements like this don't really help. Love Thierry Henry as a player. Could not enjoy his football for Arsenal more. But as a pundit, uh, as Sam says in the chat, just not his biggest fan um to be honest not his biggest fan as a pundit never really um enjoyed a lot of his statements and I do think there is an element of envy I wouldn't go as far as saying jealousy but certainly envy about Mikel Arteta having the uh, managerial position uh, at Arsenal and I think that he's been very critical of course of this tenure uh, that Mikel Arteta has had at Arsenal. And I think maybe there is a little bit of envy going on there. Just my thoughts on that. But uh, certainly criticising uh, some of the, <laughs> the takes he's had on Arsenal in the last few years or so. Um, Marcelo Flores spoke to my colleague Kai Karnak at football.london um, yes, oh, before yesterday, but the article came out uh, yesterday, in which he talked about his desire to play at um, the at the World Cup later this year. He says that he wants to be at that World Cup as a 19-year-old and also make his Arsenal debut before his 19th birthday as well, which would be quite an achievement considering, you know, he's quite far down the pecking order in regards to some of the other players. Hutchinson ahead of him, Patino ahead of him, Aziz ahead of him. Um, he can kind of play in a central midfield, central attacking midfield role, very kind of creative, has definitely stepped up to the under-23s in the last year as well, has even been on the bench for Arsenal. Uh, I think for the Crystal Palace game, he was on the bench this season in the Premier League. So 
Uh, Marcelo Flores is one to keep an eye on, but he has certainly got ambitions um, to to get where he wants to get, which is in the Arsenal first team. So there you go. Um, let's move forwards to Amari Hutchinson, who uh, is being touted with plenty of clubs, not just Reading, as we spoke about yesterday, um, which certainly does now seem, 24 hours later from our last show yesterday, does certainly seem to be uh, a player that will be of interest to Reading, but also clubs in Europe. Uh, my colleague Chris Wheatley reported yesterday that there are plenty of clubs inquiring about taking Amari Hutchinson on loan, and this is going to be a fantastic opportunity for him if he indeed does go out on loan. I think he'd really suit a European league. France or Germany or, or Spain would be great to see. Less so France, I suppose, because of the physicality, but you would say that maybe prepares him better for the Premier League. But I do think that him going to a league abroad could be really helpful for him. I don't buy into the whole, you know, he needs to stay in England because it's going to prepare him better for the Premier League anymore. I think we've seen that with Saliba this season. That look, he's done fantastically at Marseille. I originally wanted him to go to another English club. I actually don't think I'd put as much weight on that as I previously did. I think you can go on loan to a, a European club and get plenty of experience playing at a different level, a different league. And you could also see him playing at the top level of a European league compared to, say, the Premier League right now. So I will hope to see Amari Hutchinson signing a new deal and on loan with the club next season somewhere, maybe on the continent. Uh, now, Dusan Vlaovic has been interestingly uh, criticised. But I say criticised, actually kind of supported with his struggles at Juventus. Um, in fact, he's been sp- being spoken about by uh, former Juventus midfielder Alessio Tacaniadi. Um, he has been talking about him saying his recent form and why he has struggled to score so much for Juventus. He says it's simply because Juventus' way of playing, the team doesn't put him in a position to score goals at the moment. Juventus don't create chances and play badly. So the best striker in the league doesn't get to shoot on goal. Uh, of course, maybe he should have picked somewhere else to sign in the summer um i have never heard of this person personally I, that's probably my italian football knowledge not being there for me but alessio tacchignardi speaking with football italia saying uh, that vlaovic's recent form is down to juve not down to vlaovic is there any regrets about his move probably not but one to keep an eye on for sure darwin Nunez, however does not look like he'll be joining arsenal in the summer what we would expect from douche uh from uh darwin nunez now is to maybe move towards manchester united manchester united are said to be the leading candidate uh for darwin nunez in the summer despite the fact that he will be without champions league football if he indeed does move to manchester united next season i think he's a player that has got bundles of potential scored a truckload of goals however there is also still that there's that question mark about whether he could put it down in the Premier League. That said, he has scored against some really big sides, Barcelona, Liverpool. You know, he's got these goals against big teams. He clearly has got lots of talent. But Manchester United, if that's really the ambition of where you want to go, mm, I think maybe Arsenal may have been right to steer clear. We'll have to wait and see for next season. But uh, Man United are currently the favourites to sign Darwin Nunez. Arsenal, however, are the favourites to sign Aaron Hickey. Again, my colleague Chris Wheatley confirming the news coming out from Italy in the last week that Arsenal have got an interest in Aaron Hickey. They see him as a very versatile fullback who can play both left and right and could cover for both Tomiyasu and Tierney should either of them get injured and Tavares and Cedric are not deemed to be uh, worthy enough to take that chat forwards. I think this would be an absolutely brilliant option for Arsenal. 20 million euros is not expensive by any means, especially with how much Arsenal could have to spend in the summer. 
But Hickey would be a fantastic addition to the team and I hope that we will see him in the Arsenal squad next season because it would be quite the perfect kind of fullback signing that we needed. And lastly, we need to have a quick discussion about the highlights from the fans forum uh, that took place yesterday. Not only was uh, the usual suspects in attendance, but Josh Kroenke also attended the event. So we're going to go over to Twitter and go on Red Action's coverage of the uh, of the fans forum so we can chat through some of the highlights that took place. And then we'll go into the chat box, of course, for your questions. So let's have a quick look at this. Uh, Red Action says, first meeting in a while to be held in person for obvious reasons with a couple of reps dialing in from Zoom as well as Josh Kroenke. Uh, however, he didn't take questions, which is a bit of a shame. Supposedly, he had to go off um, to one of his other franchises and wasn't able to stick around, which is a real shame. Why not bring the fans forum half an hour earlier knowing that that was going to happen? Because it would have been known that that was going to happen so you could possibly take some questions. Um, all the opening remarks are fairly positive, uh, but there's still obviously that era of mysteriousness, because, mystery, I suppose, because we've got games still remaining this season, so they don't want to comment too strongly on certain things. But they know that there has been a change in the match day demographic, certainly a lot more younger fans going to games as well. The focus will continue to improve the connection between the club and fans, and many ex-players have visited London Colney to discuss fans and player relationships with the current players. 70, 71 squad, of course, are having uh, an event to mark the 50th anniversary, some of whom will be in attendance at Leeds on Sunday, which would be great to see, hopefully, on the pitch as well. Stadium work is well underway. The roof repairs have started. The core project has kicked off with the artwork expected to be in place by September. The artwork is going to be, you know, those big panels outside the Emirates Stadium that currently have got all the legends on around the outside. They're actually going to be repurposed somewhere else. They're not going to be destroyed or dismantled in some horrible way. They are going going to be reused elsewhere within the club be that the stadium or somewhere else in the community or maybe at London Colney and actually the pictures that they're going to use are going to be based upon some historical moments that have happened for Arsenal which I quite like I actually think it might make the stadium look a little bit more vibrant to use that the current images while certainly have their messaging and their iconic imaging they're quite bland in terms of kind of their colour. It makes the Emirates look a little bit dull. I don't want to, you know, dull down the impact of what showing the legends of the club can have. But having those moments, I think possibly with the different colours on the outside, maybe showing the stadium in a little bit more vibrancy. I hope that's what we get um, because I think certainly the stadium needs an upgrade and certainly needs to look a lot more modern and better. And maybe this is the right way to push that forwards. The Amazon All or Nothing series will be a total of eight episodes, of which Vinay has already seen four, uh, and they're going to be aired in the summer autumn time. I actually spoke to a contact of mine yesterday. Uh, who's involved with uh, the documentary and said that there is no, you know, they haven't decided yet on a date for when it's going to be released. But what he did tell me is that there's a bit more fan focus than we may have seen in the Manchester City and Tottenham and that they've got a, a widespread view from fans across the series, which I look forward to seeing. I think that was always going to be important to look towards getting a more fan-centric kind of look if you know what I mean um, at, at what's going on so hopefully we something we see something uh, to do with that um, Red Action says still a vacancy for silver reps uh, to join the fans forum there's only been two candidates that have, uh, have met the criteria and that process of voting will start very very soon in next season Arteta uh, is hugely passionate about the stadium atmosphere and how this can be motivate the players but also how the young players really notice 
when the atmosphere is flat. Arteta wants to connect more with the fans, particularly in the pre-match period, and a new project is pending with fan groups. The big thing about the fans forum was to do with season tickets for 2022 and 23. It'll be made clear that if more than 10 games are not attended, that member will lose the option to renew for the following season. I think 10 is too many. I think it should have been closer to kind of eight games. Um, if you may have seen at the games, what you often see is seats empty at the stadium, people not turning up, um, people buying them and not using them or just you know giving them to other people that then themselves don't turn up. We need to do more to make sure that the Emirates is filled to the absolute capacity every single game. And this is a step in the right direction, but I'd want to see that number reduced probably to seven or eight games that they would be able to be missed throughout the course of a season. 10 is a lot, you know, 10's a quarter, uh, well, it's not even a quarter, it's more than that. 10's like a third of games you could still miss and not have your season ticket taken away for the following season. Posting on Ticket Exchange and being sold will count as attended, so it does encourage season ticket holders if they can't go to put their tickets on Ticket Exchange, um, as will posted on Ticket Exchange, but not sold, but still some details will iron that out. So you can actually put your season ticket on the Ticket Exchange. It can fail to sell and it wouldn't count towards you missing games because you've made the effort to put it on the Ticket Exchange. Finally, some good news on that uh, to rouse these season ticket holders from their slumber and fill those seats. Uh, improvements to the Ticket Exchange continue to facilitate the transfers of seats, including the donate option for local schools and charities, which is hopefully coming next season in place by maybe October. Um, also, there's some interesting stuff about improving the uh, the turnstile system so that people can get into the stadium a lot quicker. They're disbanding the away scheme that has given thousands of new fans opportunities to attend away games. This is a really good, good thing. For so long, it's been so difficult for supporters um, to get tickets for away games for the first time because it's been a very loyal system. Um, it's been a system which is basically in place um, for fans that have gone to lots of away games. It's kind of a bit of a, a vicious cycle. If you get to go to loads of away games, you build up your credits. It's very easy to go to more away games. But those fans that have never been able to get themselves on the ladder, a little bit like the high housing market, I suppose. If you can't get yourself on the ladder, it's really difficult to go to more away games unless you know you've got certain other ways of getting a ticket. So it's very, very difficult. And so this hopefully will help with that. And so more people and more new people will be able to attend more away games. Uh, they've noticed that there's been more younger fans at games, but while the season ticket holder average age remains unchanged, there is a big shift in the average age of match-by-match -match ticket buyers on silver and red memberships. Definitely true. Safe standing surveys will be going out this week, so if you are receiving one, um, so it'll be sent to all season ticket holders and silver and red members, so I'll be sent one. Make sure that if you're a red or silver or season ticket holder that you fill out those uh, surveys, because if you do, it would push towards helping safe standing being implemented at the Emirates and therefore then improving, hopefully, the atmosphere. So that's the way in which we want to move forward. Um, multiple members of the forum continue to take the club to the cleaners around the Socios Fan Token Partnership. Another 500,000 tokens may be av made uh, available by Socios recently, further diluting the value of a single token. Uh, Arsenal admit they aimed at international fans who support from afar. I find this still very, very odd. The club are not taking this as seriously as the fans 
uh, certainly from a local perspective, see it. Um, Forum very vocal on how this partnership does not reflect well on Arsenal. And this was the main topic of discussion throughout the fans' forum. The new home shirt will be launched on the 19th of May, which means we may be wearing it for the Everton game. Um, so if you are interested in when that new kit with the lightning bolt collar comes out, it will hopefully, it seems like, be available for the um, for the Everton game, the last home game of the season. Uh, I also saw some confirmed reports that the US tour, uh, I don't know if it's in this thread, it might be, that the US tour will see the launch of the away kit, the black one, we're hoping. That black kit is just just gorgeous it's just the, one of the best looking kits i've ever seen from an arsenal point of view home kit i'm still it's going to need to grow on me um training camp in germany as well as the u.s tour will be confirmed the premier league will start early on the weekend of the 7th of august uh, which is the weekend of my stack do so i'm still hoping that i can watch the game somehow um not from tonight but i did hear over the weekend says red action that the 2023 summer tour will be in australia so our australian listeners you've got something to look forward to there uh it was a fairly upbeat meeting result recent results obviously helped but some good meaty topics shared and discussed no plans to live stream the fan forums meetings in the future this process is not about producing content for the masses to debate online i agree with this i don't want the fan forums to be shared i like the fact that it's a smaller group of representatives from the fan base as soon as you open it up it creates quite a hysteria about it this itself creates a certain level of hysteria to just you know we can talk about and share these uh the feedback that gets put out by red action etc and other people too so i think that's been fine uh he says it's a shame there was no opportunity to pose questions to josh the fact that arsenal are currently in their longest gap between league titles in their 136 year history and a large percentage of which has occurred under ksc's ownership deserved his comments and feedbacks which was a shame there was also for those wondering about comments on investment i did see some tweets yesterday suggesting that that was certainly discussed at the start of the meeting and that Josh was open to uh, talking about that, saying that they would invest to improve the squad next season. I'm just seeing if I can find that tweet. Uh, Darren on Twitter said, for those who have asked, yes, the Emirates Cup will be back this preseason on the Florida Cup. Arsenal were due to play last year, and we pulled out. That was because of COVID, if you remember. Despite us having far better offers for other games this summer, they honoured the commitment to play as they felt it was the right thing to do. Uh, I'm sure there was something on transfers i just want to try and find where that was um but it looks like i can't unfortunately that's a shame um oh here we go so josh Conkey says it's been a roller coaster of a season but we knew it would take time to get where we want to be but we knew that if we could get in the champions league it would be a great accomplishment our support home in a way has been unbelievable we had hopes the fan base would unite behind Mikel, and that's what's happened plans are in place to strengthen the squad in the summer we are making investments in the women's team new purpose-built buildings for the women as well as more games at the emirates next season and Vinay said, we are ahead of where we expected this season, but our focus is the winning, is goal of winning trophies. In terms of the women, we will be strengthening the squad as well as strengthening the support staff. Vinay continues by saying, we have really strengthened the connections with our former players this season. And that included bringing in players that uh, we've talked about already from the Red Action thread. So that is all of the stuff from the fans forum as much as we're able to get our hands on. I hope that's given you some insight on it. I know that I've been rambling on for 21 minutes now. We're going to take some questions from the chat box. So let's take a quick break and jump in there with you. Okay, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys are saying. 
Um, John says, I'm a red member. Why is there never any tickets made available on the ticket exchange? Something I did notice, John, on that was that supposedly tickets are made available really close to the actually kickoff the last 24 hours of games. So if you are still available to go to certain matches, always check the ticket exchange within the last 24 hours. They even said that some tickets become available as close as three hours before kickoff. So make sure you check as much as possible on the ticket exchange when possible. Uh, Nishad says, it's just me. Uh, that's a tiny bit underwhelming. Uh, the tiny bit underwhelmed by Martinelli. Opposition tends to focus on Odegaard and Saka, so that should open up more space. I think I've been actually a little bit underwhelmed by Martinelli in recent games, but he is still only 20 years of age. So my expectations, whilst I know for the future are are huge, they still remain very grounded at this stage. Uh, Marcus says, Tom, I know you love the black shirts, but should we not have a yellow away kit? Look, I'm all for having nostalgic kits and stuff, but I don't mind having inventive, new, crisp kits. Uh, I love the nostalgia. I think we've had a lot of that nostalgia during Adidas's reign as Arsenal's kit manufacturer. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with us having uh, clubs move on, clubs change, clubs develop. And, you know, having hints towards the past is great, but Arsenal need to build towards a really strong future as well. And that isn't going to be based on Arsenal's past uh, of the last 10 years or so when we have had, you know, some yellow away kits. Remember the year we bought Meza Ozil, we had that yellow and blue kit it was probably the closest to that strong yellow kit that we had during the Invincible season. So... Let's wait and see. Uh, Vishal says, Tim, is the deal for Adiemi to Dortmund pretty much done? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it pretty much is. Any reliable links to Skamaka? Supposedly, he will still be able to move on despite signing a new deal. But regarding um, Arsenal's interest, not yet. Um, let's scroll up a little bit more. Uh, Isoa says, why can't we think of Thierry Henry being an equal opportunity offender? It's his job now to give his opinion. Sometimes it's against Arsenal. I, I do, Isoa. But it doesn't mean I can't criticise some of what he says. Um, Thierry Henry is and has and was a brilliant footballer and legend of Arsenal Football Club. But I'm still going to criticise him if he comes up with an opinion on Arsenal that I personally disagree with and I can back up my statement regarding that. And I feel I do that every time I am critical of an opinion, be that Thierry Henry's or anyone else's. So I think that he gets a bit too much protection sometimes because of his stature as a legend. I go on face value. I go on his words. I don't go on what happened in the past. I go on what he's talking about, and that's what I'll criticise. Canoe says, Tom, do you think Chelsea as a club will be dismantled as Roman wants his money back? I saw those rumours yesterday circulating, and the honest answer is I don't know. And how can I know? I don't know what's going to happen with that. There was a moment where we did think that Manchester City were going to be banned from playing in the Champions League, and that quickly changed and turned around. So... I doubt that that Chelsea will be uh, banned from playing in the Premier League, but who knows? Let's wait and see what happens. Joseph, thank you so much for the support and becoming a member on the channel. I'm sure that people are already welcoming you in the chat box because they're a great family, and thank you for supporting the channel and becoming a new member. Um, Freddie says, Tom, how many players do you think we will actually sign? Five. I'm going to go with five. Five is my guess. And five was what I wanted as a minimum. So let's wait and see. Carl says, Tom, uh, the kit is more than just tradition. It's the visibility on the pitch that affects the peripheral vision. Oh, it's very true. And yellow can certainly help with that. I remember there was a year that Man United were wearing a grey kit and they actually changed it at half time. I'm pretty sure because Sir Alex Ferguson was worried about it. So you're right, Carl. It is certainly to do with that. I think black on the pitch because there's so much color in a stadium it actually does stand out quite well um 
White is often another color that's used. Do you, do you think of those two as, you know, I'm going to get people going, oh, it's a shade. Do you remember when I had that? <laughs> um, but white and black kits stand out in football stadiums uh, on the on the green. So I think the, the black will be fine. Um, let's go. Jerome says, what Henri said was factual. You can disagree, but it is the truth. Again, it's an opinion, Jerome. Um it's an opinion. So facts is, it's your opinion that it's fact and that in itself is an opinion. So I do disagree with it. And if you saying I can disagree with a fact, you've already just contradicted your argument because <laughs> you've then defined it as an opinion. Uh, actually, it says critiquing a club legends pundits, as I like to call it, the Paul Merson syndrome. <laughs> Look, Paul Merson's a Chelsea fan, but still very much an Arsenal legend. And I've criticized plenty of what he said as well. Uh, Manu says, as I'm from Belgium, I can't count on getting a ticket in the last 24 hours. The red membership's still worth it. Probably not really, Manu. You can buy on the red memberships um, and you can buy them well ahead of games, but the seats aren't, they're not great. They're usually at the back, you know, because there's the last ones that go out um, possible. Sometimes if you get really on it very quickly and they usually do publish the times that it will go on sale to red members. But at the moment, the attendance has been so good at the Emirates that it's been very, very hard to get tickets. Um, but maybe as an investment at the start of a season, it's worth being a red member. But wait until a new season to renew your red membership. Don't buy one now. Because um, as far as I'm aware, it will only last until the end of the season, which doesn't make too much sense. Eamon says, if Hickey comes in, does that mean the end of Nuno? My opinion is that he is raw and we should stick with him. Um, I did an interesting interview yesterday about Nuno and I've got an interview and that interview will be coming out on football.london today with uh, an interesting uh, person to talk about this. So I'll make sure you're aware of that, but I'm going to park that question so uh, you can give all of those interesting uh, words a read. I says, Tom, please name the five I would choose. Uh, okay, Patrick Schick, Gabriel Jesus, uh, Cody Gakpo, Sergei Milinkovic Savic, and Aaron Hickey. Uh, that would be my five that I would bring in this summer. Uh, Freddie says, Do you think Eddie will sign a new deal? Not as a main striker, but a backup because we will be in Europe. I don't think so. I don't I think he shouldn't. If Arsenal are offering him a new deal, not because of anything I think about him as a player, but him as a person should be looking to go somewhere to play week in, week out and get that guarantee. He shouldn't renew his deal. He should look from a personal perspective to go somewhere and try and make it. Uh, at the age of 22 if you are signing until 2026 which i saw a rumor of the other day you know that's until you're what 26 years of age for Enketia? at that point if you're a backup all those years it's not good for your career um i would encourage him to make a switch i really would um lynn says tom if you look at the black kit in some light it looks dark navy um yeah i think you're right i think it does a bit so i suppose there's that link to the blue <laughs> <laughs> very very uh light link or dark link in this case i suppose if it is a dark navy color um but there is a you know there's a very small link i suppose still there to being blue in the away kit um Vinny says i think tom needs some gok one treatment to edge him away from his black clothed gothic roots there's nothing wrong with wearing black there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> it's just my color uh, Amir says, hi, Tom. I don't care if people want to call me someone with no standards, but I back this process and manager so much. And I really believe Arteta is the man to get us to the highest level. Amir, it's your opinion. You're entitled to it. Don't let people tell you that you're wrong for having an opinion that you've put across in a respectful way. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you want to change that opinion, you're also entitled to do that if you can back it up and give reasoning as to why. There's nothing wrong with having an opinion, mate. 
Don't let people tell you that you can't. Alpha says, don't you think we need two central midfielders this season taking depth? It depends who leaves. If we still have Elneny and Laconga and Partey at the club, then bringing in another central midfielder on top of, you know, with Partey there too, I think it's fine. Xhaka, Partey, Laconga, Elneny as a four added another top-class centre midfielder. You know, I think one is fine. I would extend Elneny's deal by a year because I just don't think there's a plethora of central midfielders out there right now to go for. And I feel like maybe in a year's time we can bring in, you know, an even better one that we wouldn't have been able been in, we wouldn't have been able to do had we have done two this summer. It's about planning ahead as well. Uh, Anthony says, "How much do you? How realistic do you think those five are? I don't think Sergei Milinkovic-Savic is realistic because I don't think there's any links with Arsenal to him. It seems like Juventus are very much the side going for him, ironically. But the others, you know, Schick again. I suppose there's not really two strong links, but I think you can get an alternative to Schick. Be that a Tammy Abraham, be that um, a Darwin Nunez. Yeah, they're gettable, and they've been linked, but." Certainly Gabriel Jesus is realistic. Certainly Cody Gakpo is realistic. And certainly Aaron Hickey is realistic. So three of those five is. And I think the alternatives to the other two are also realistic. And there's plenty of opportunities for Arsenal to, you know, to, to bring those players in. Jake says, it's a shame that we won't be able to keep Leno. Having him and Ramsdale are two good options. Look, Matt Turner's coming in next season and he is very, very highly rated. Uh, I'm hoping that that is... You know, something that we can get on board with and that proves to be true. But you can't keep a player of Leno's quality happy being a backup and playing next to no games. Uh, we know that. So we're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, Keith says, hi, Tom. Tuning in from Thailand. Uh, welcome, mate. Tom, in the Emirates make... Uh, in the Emirates, the Emirates makes over. Has there been any news on... Ad oh, sorry. I completely misread your question, Keith. In the Emirates, has there been any news on adding 5,000 more seats? As it was said a few years back, KSE were keen on doing it. I have seen, heard, read nothing to that fact recently, so I don't know. I know that West Ham are looking to extend their stadium by another 2,500. So, I think that would actually... Would it make it bigger than the Emirates? I don't think it would. I think it's at 50,000. It would go to 52.5, but... They are looking to uh, improve the size of the stadium. Uh, Neil says, Tom, who will be your choice for centre mid? Savic, uh, Tuchimene, uh, or Coop Miners? Uh, Savic would be my choice out of the three, personally. Joseph says, what's your lineup for next season, including signings? Uh, and thanks for the donation, Joe. Uh, lineup for next season Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, White, Gabriel, uh, Tierney. That back five remains the same. Partey, and then, you know, I'd have Milinkovic-Savic as that uh, central midfielder alongside. Uh, not alongside, but playing slightly ahead, certainly further ahead than than Partey. Uh, Odegaards win the midfield three again. On the left-hand side is where it gets interesting. Uh, I think there's an argument Cody Gakpo could come into that left-hand side position, but Martinelli or Smith-Rowe also just as good. Uh Gabriel Jesus through the middle, Saka on the right-hand side. Uh, Amira says, why are some fans still refusing to see and show beneficial that this loan has been for Saliba? You just have to look. You know the reason, Amira. You know the reason, I know the reason. You know, Saliba has become part of a group of players that include Aubameyang, Genduzi. Um, nothing to do with Saliba, Aubameyang, Genduzi, by the way. Nothing to do with them, but he's become part of that group that is often used to beat the manager with... Um, you know that's the reason. It's just an easy hit. 
when not much context is applied to it. Olu says, if we sign Jesus as first choice, it makes more sense to sign someone like a Calvert-Lewin on a cut price, 25 million as a backup plan B. Schick for 50 million as a backup. I don't know why we have to look at it as backup, Olu. Why do we have to look at it as plan A and plan B? Why can't we just have two great strikers? Why can't we just t- sign two players that are different from one another, that are characteristically great and sign them as two players? There's no reason why we can't do that. I'd sign Schick and Gabriel Jesus. I don't look at one as plan A and one as plan B. I look at them both as great strikers. Uh, Amir says, Tom, do you think if top four is guaranteed, how would we line up against Everton? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I listened to Kev Campbell the other day talk about this and he doesn't think that Arteta would rotate heavily, but I think he would certainly sub players on like Hutchinson, Patino, maybe we get a chance, um, but maybe he would go a little bit weaker. <laughs> but I don't think you'd want to lose the last home game of the season, especially with the season that we have had. Uh, Savage is 27 years of age, turns 28 in February, so he's not exactly old and he's got plenty of years ahead of him. I also get this, people think that there's this idea that Arsenal only want to sign young. This isn't true. Arsenal have been balancing or rebalancing the squads based upon what we did in the summer of 2021. But the idea is actually to combine that youth with world-class players. And that world-class tag does not have to be a young, early 20s player. So whenever you see an argument that's like, oh, we're not going to sign this player because they're too old. And by too old, they could be, what, 27 plus? That's not the case. Arsenal don't have that rhetoric. Arsenal are looking to combine youth with world-class players. So... Uh, it's nothing to do with age uh, in, in, in terms of all players. Uh, Billy says, I don't think we need Gakpo, by the way. If we want to sign a winger, it's better to sign a left-footed on the right or maybe a right-footed on the left. I don't mind Dennis for 10 to £15 million pounds and can play on both wings. I think Gakpo's potential to be versatile enough to play in the middle as well leads him to be a very good option, in my opinion. Uh, Ali says, with Arsenal being linked to Chouameni uh, and De Jong being linked with a possible Barca exit, he won't leave Barca. Uh, Chouameni is much more likely target than De Jong. Again, talked about this before, Jordi, Jordi Cruyff has said that Barca will not want to sell um, De Jong, despite people thinking that it's a very, very open possibility. Uh, you have to think the Barca has changed drastically since Xavi has come in. It's changed dramatically. So it's very different to what those links were before Christmas. Ian says, at this point, Liverpool and City have five more wins. I'm an, I am thinking of three recent losses and Everton and Man United away losses. How many wins we need next season to progress? For me, we need 26 or 27 victories. I mean, if you're expecting Arsenal to go from what they've done this season to 26 or 27 wins in one year, that's a ridiculous expectation. Um, I think that it's only sure. It's only six more wins away from six or seven more wins away from what we've done now but seven wins is a lot you know it's a big big gap I want us to see us push towards that sure and that needs to be the aim but I don't think saying that if we don't get seven more wins compared to where we are right now and I'm assuming you're talking about where we are right now with four games left 27 if you're saying at the end of the season 27 wins you know if we were doing our last four games we'd be on 24 so that's more realistic but if you're saying by this point in the season we have to have 27 victories I think that gap is, that's a significant gap. You know, it's a serious, serious gap um, between now and, and, and next season to ask for that. Sure, is it possible? Yes. But if that's the expectation, I think it's too, I think it's a, it's an expectation and a bit of a stretch too far. I think that Arsenal need to be looking to go forwards and move towards, which is, you know, competing for titles, definitely. But that's not done from one season qualifying for the top four for the first time in six years. And then suddenly you're competing for a title the following season. 
it's realistically not what happens. We need to look towards building as much as we feasibly can towards that goal, but it's not going to happen in the space of two years. It's just not. Marcus says, with the age of the team and the need for two strikers, should one of these strikers be more experienced? That's why I've looked at Schick, you know, a 26-year-old, but Jesus at 25, I think, is a very good age to bring in a striker at. Um, at the end of the season, Ian, if you're talking about the end of the season, sure, that's a lot more realistic. I think if you're saying 26 wins or 27 wins now compared to the 20 that we've got right now, I think that's quite a hell of a jump. But at the end of the season, sure, absolutely, I think that's fair. You know, if you want to ask us to try and jump up three or four more wins compared to what we might have come the end of the season, I think there's definitely more realism about that. But right from this point, you know, from 20 wins to 26, 27 is a big, big jump. A big, big jump. So it says, regarding the Emirates, when they were deciding on the capacity, why not go 70 to 75,000 seats? Was the area chosen for ground tightness? It was chosen because they wanted more leg room for fans. Uh, they went for comfort. They went for space over, um, you know, over choosing something else. If you've ever been to like a lower league stadium, the, the leg room, or if you've been to away games, the leg room is, is significantly smaller than what it is at the Emirates. At the Emirates, you can pretty much walk past people without them even having to stand up a lot of the time in some parts of the stadium so you know it's that's what they went for that's what they went for um let's go to uh langer who says i'd like to see a show with you and charles watts let's do it i have we have done a show previously um he's a very very busy man is charles I'll be over on Latte Firm tonight for the late night Latte show at 10 o'clock. So if you want to join me over there at 10 with FK, you'll be able to see me there. And of course, I will be live at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal Way this morning in just over an hour's time. So make sure you join us over there. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure to join you as it always is. I hope you've appreciated the comprehensive overlook of today's news and the fans' forum content as well. As I say, I'll be live at 10 a.m. on the Arsenal Way and 10 p.m over on Latte Firm. Have a fantastic day, people. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.